This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hello, and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. My name is Austin, also known as Teacup. And my name is Shelby, also known as SheCup. Join us as we embark on unraveling all of your favorite mysteries from the Assassin's Creed universe. From Assassins to Templars to the mysterious Isu and more, we will seek to uncover it all. So join us, and maybe even take a leap of faith. Hello and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. My name is Shelby. Some people call me SheCup, and I am one of your co-hosts for this show. And I am Austin, or Teacup, and I am your other co-host for this show. Yeah, we're so glad you've joined us for this episode of the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. For the past few weeks, we've been doing a historical events series where we talk about assassins versus templars and austin i think that we are continuing that series today we are and our topic for today is one that nobody expects the spanish inquisition the inquisition what a show i cannot tell you how many times i have sung that song about dragon age inquisition I know when you first told me like before I finished before I even started playing Dragon Age I think when you told me it was named Inquisition that's all I could think about I was like how is this video game universe gonna call this like how is this gonna be related um, yes. but- so just to a little historical background an Inquisition is not the Spanish Inquisition is not the only Inquisition in the history of the Catholic Church But an inquisition basically just means like an inquiry or an investigation into something large. Um, And so the Catholic Church mainly uses it as an investigation into heresy. Um, So there have been several inquisitions. So we'll talk specifically about uh, the Spanish Inquisition. So... Its official name is the Tribunal of the Holy Office of the Inquisition. Sounds Catholic. Yeah. Commonly known as the Spanish Inquisition, was originally established in 1478 by King Ferdinand II of Aragon and Catherine, or I'm sorry, Isabella I of Castile. You know, I just hear Aragon and I just go to Catherine. Yeah, your English history is showing. Yeah. Um, And they're the monarchs of Spain, obviously. Um, So Ferdinand and Isabella start the Spanish Inquisition um, in an effort to maintain Catholic orthodoxy in um, their kingdom. And so there's a big point of, like, the Inquisition's goal is to root out heresy, or heretical movements. And they kind of do that, but that's not all they do. Yeah, they take it way, 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 way more extreme than that. Also, here's a question. I think 
they're also the ones that like give Christopher Columbus like permission to go explore, right? We'll get to that. Well, so my opinion is that they're trash. Yes. Um, they do take it a little too far. So what an inquisition is supposed to do is investigate an area for heretical ideology and then get people to either repent and recant what they these believes and return to orthodoxy or defer to like some form of excommunication or other extreme measures. They are not meant to serve as executioners. That is a big, big thing about the intention of an inquisition. Why do they always got to make it into murder? Like, they're not the only ones that do this. I know. So, the Spanish Inquisition starts, uh, and all Inquisitions do this a lot, uh, the auto de fe, which means act of faith. Uh, the first one was held in Seville in 1481 in which six people were burned alive. So like the Spanish Inquisition from a historical perspective, like in America, as we think about, when we think of like burning witches or whatever, or burning people, we think of the Salem witch trials. This is kind of where the Salem witch trials get their cue from, is the Spanish Inquisition. Um, And so in 1483, a Supreme Council is established to supervise all tribunals. And that year, this is where the Inquisition kind of gets a little bit off what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to maintain orthodoxy within Christianity. They are not supposed to do anything to people who practice other religions. But of course they do because power. Yes. Uh, And that year, all the Jews were expelled from Andalusia and a new court was formed within a 30 day grace period for Jews to renounce their religion if they wish to remain. Torture was used to extract confections from those suspecting of relapsing, and those found guilty of doing so were burned. Just pure evil, man. Yes. A linguistics idea thing, the phrase sweep it under the rug comes from the Spanish Inquisition. Why? Because so one observance of the Sabbath in Jewish tradition is to have a clean house. So they would sweep and get the dirt off their floor. And so that was part of the evidence that they would use for relapsing is that you had a clean house. So the idea of sweeping it under the rug came from sweep all the dirt under the rug so you can like bring it back out and investigate. Okay. No wonder the bubonic plague was such a big deal for Europeans. They're literally punishing people for being clean. No, like, seriously, though, like, that's no joke. Like, there's not, it's not, like, just a funny insult that the Vikings, like, call the Saxons and the Europeans, like, they say that they smell like shit. Like, they actually did. They were terribly unhygienic. It's disgusting. And we think there are so many people in the world that think of Europeans as the height of like civilization why why they didn't clean themselves they killed people for being too clean make it make sense it makes no sense to me anyway this is not the hate on europe segment of the assassin's creed lore cast i mean it can be it's not (laughs) um 
Okay, fine. So, if you notice, we haven't talked about assassins and Templars at all. I, I derailed us. I'm sorry. And so, the first Inquisitor, Inquisitor General, like the top, the top dog, was Tomas de Torquemada, who in 1491 was persuaded by Cardinal Rodrigo Borgia, who is the Grand Master of the Templar Order to arrest a number of Spanish assassins upon given a list of supposed heretics. So before this, they're not going after assassins. But this cardinal, who is a Spanish, a Spanish person, a Spaniard, he's called the Spaniard, he persuades, he takes advantage of this. The Templars see this and be like, this could work to our benefit. So naturally, with the involvement of Rodrigo Borgia, uh, Luis de Santa Angel requested his requested aid from the Italian assassin Ezio Auditore de Firenze, uh, who traveled to Spain to free his brothers and killed several inquisitors, namely uh, Gaspar Martinez, Pedro Lorente, and Juan de Marillo. Uh, however, Ezio spelled Torque, uh, Torquemada when he learned he was not a Templar and had been manipulated by Rodrigo into arresting the assassins. This unfortunately allowed Torquemada to continue his acts as cruel, cruelty as the Inquisitor. So I have a question. Uh-huh. So I know we've talked about England being a bastion of Templars before. Mm-hmm. Is Catholicism also a bastion of Templars? Depends on where you are. Because I feel like it would be. I don't want to say yes, because there are, like, it's very across the board. But at least from the power, like, the office of the Pope and a lot of cardinals end up being Templars. I mean, I think that makes sense, because they want power, unlimited. Right. And people in power want more power. But right. anyway. So remember this fact that Ezio spares Torquemada, because that's an important one. So the Spanish assassins eventually kill Torquemada in 1498, uh, and they also begin poisoning Queen Isabella in an attempt to end the Inquisition. Having learned that Cesare Borgia, who is uh, Rodrigo's son, with the church's backing, has been threatening her to facilitate the Inquisition to spread to Portugal. So this would spread the Inquisition to Portugal. In 1491... Christopher Columbus and his friend, Luis de Santa Angel, an assassin, were lured to Venice on the prospect of funding for his um, voyage by Rodrigo Borgia, who secretly wanted to kill Columbus to stop him from discovering the new world. So that is the kind of history of the Spanish Inquisition in that. Um, and so let's take our break before I go into how the Assassin's Creed film kind of changes the perspective of this. Can I ask a question first? Yeah. Why did the Borgias, whatever his first name is, why did he want to stop Columbus from coming to America? I don't really know. I think it's just because Columbus is allied with the Assassins. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we'll get in. I'm, we're going to talk about that towards the end of the episode. But let's go to our break first. Okay. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, let's do it. Welcome to the break. This is our middle section of the show where we talk about everything to do with the Assassin's Creed lore cast that doesn't talk about Assassin's Creed lore. So it's now my time to remind you to follow, share, subscribe, do all the things um, to get the word out about our podcast. We are now a weekly show. Previously, we were uh, every other week and now we're weekly. This is like our second or third weekly episode, which is super exciting because that means more content for you. Um, additionally, if you leave us a review with words, we will read it out on the show if it's five stars. So you can leave us a review with words on Apple and you can leave us a rating without words for now on Spotify. So again, if you do that, we will read your review out on the show. And I also just want to say thank you to uh, everybody who has liked, shared, uh, shouted us out on socials or given us a review so far. We're super thankful and your support um, is so helpful to us, especially as we are a very new show right now. So, Austin, I think we do have a review to read. Is that correct? We do. This review comes from Bump404. Um, and they say, great podcast, five stars. I've been a fan of Assassin's Creed since the first game, and I'm loving your detailed analysis of the series' long history. Yeah, thank you, Bump404. Thank you for the review. Yes, like I said, we're super appreciative of all reviews, and we're especially appreciative of yours. So, um, the other things we talk about are join our Discord server or the Robots Radio Discord server. You can find links to both of those in the episode description. I'll shout out ours a little bit, the Cups Podcasting and More server. We talk all about Assassin's Creed. We talk about Dragon Age. We talk about Star Wars. We talk about other games. We talk about other podcasts. We talk about books. We share pictures of our pets. It's just an all-around great time you won't find a more supportive group of gamers out there. Um, so if you're on Discord, you should join us. And we also, we don't have a Patreon, but if you would be interested in supporting us via Patreon, let us know. And we might, we might think about making one. But as of right now, we don't have one. So, Austin, I think that's everything we got to mention in the middle of the show, right? I believe so. All right, well, let's get back to it. All right. So if you did not know, there is an Assassin's Creed live action film. It's very long. Is it good? I've never finished it. So no. Right. <laughs> Doing this research kind of makes me want to try again, but it'll, I, I have to find a good time where like I'm well rested and, you know. Where it won't bore you to sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of like, 
if you're not, it would be hard to get into if you're not an Assassin's Creed fan. So anyway, the Brotherhood, another Brotherhood of Assassins, so there's two kind of operating in Spain and Portugal, under the leadership of Benedicto, endeavor to stop Torquemada's Templar schemes. It is revealed that Torquemada is indeed a Templar, and he intends to kidnap the son of Emir Muhammad VII of Granada and trade for Emir's Apple of Eden. Naturally, I, I'm sure she cup Shelby was over here waiting for when the piece of Eden was going to come into play. Yeah, I have been. I was like not reading ahead in the notes and I was surprised earlier. I was like, okay, no piece of Eden yet. Okay, okay. All right. And so a team of assassins, including Benedicto, an assassin named Maria, and Aguilar de Nara rode to stop the Templars from fighting the Sultan's son and were unsuccessful and were captured. They were sentenced to be executed at the stake. Uh, Arugular and uh, Maria escaped from their shackles after their mentor, Benedicto, was executed. And so at Granada, Maria or, and Arugular interrupted an exchange between Amir and, Tor- and Torquemada, resulting in the deaths of Maria and Torquemada right hand uh and they retrieved the apple and then Agugar rode to rode to palos de la frontera where he entrusted christopher columbus with the keeping of the apple safe a uh, torquemada feigning ignorance torquemada then interacts with Ezio auditori and what we know where Ezio spares his life in this conference Torquemada feigns ignorance of the Templar of knowledge of the Templar and so Ezio spares his life and that's really all we kind of know about the Spanish Inquisition and so I really want to talk about two big points that I think about the legacy of this conflict the biggest one is that the assassins are not always on the right side of history Right. So like up till up till this point, you can argue that they are on like the right side, right? Like they choose the noble side of whatever conflict. And this feels like the first time that's not true. Yeah, I think and it just goes to show that I think the characterization of Columbus being an affiliate of the assassins is a bad one. Especially to the like historical um accuracy and i also think that like this shows a lot of really not adherence to the intent of the assassins and the hidden ones because both torquemada and when columbus goes and sails across the new world and does all the things he does bayek and Aya would have killed them in seconds yeah and here's my thing and I, I don't, um, I try to, I try not to criticize game developers um, and writers, but to me, this feels like some major, major ignorance on the part of Ubisoft and, and the people who worked on these games or these films or what, whatever this material specifically comes from. Because Christopher Columbus was a heinous person. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. You can disagree with me, but you're factually wrong. If you read his diaries from his journey to the, the new world that was already discovered by indigenous people, 
the things he talks about are horrific. He doesn't even consider the people who lived on these continents to be people. Um, and, and I don't feel like a person like that would align with the assassins. I feel like a person like that would be so consumed by his love of and search for more power that he would want to rewrite reality and the narrative into whatever he could make it, right? And so I feel like that aligns with the Templars way more than the Assassins. Right, and then not to mention that, like, Ezio is not a bad, well, and LaRugar, like, Assassins are not normally bad judges of character. Like, they can, they have, like, a sense about who a person is and what they intend. And, like, you see this a lot. Like, Edward Kenway is like that. A pirate is like that. And you see that in the Fry twins. You see it in Connor Kenway and, like, his whole skepticism with the American Revolution. Like, and he is not saying they're, like, yeah, they say they're fight for freedom, but I'm not sure that that's actually what they fight for. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it just seems out of character that they would be able to give an extremely dangerous artifact to someone who is so willing to commit mass murder. Right. Here's my question. This Aguilar person and Ezio, do they appear in the film? Uh, Aguilar does. I'm not sure if Ezio does or not, but I know Aguilar does. Okay, so He's does the main that- character. Okay, so Aguilar, whatever his last name is, um, Denerha, does he appear in the games at all, or is he strictly a creation of the film? He's a creation of the film, and I don't know about the how the film ranks in canon. Um, okay, his, that was going to be my next question. His ar- you can wear his armor in Origins, in his outfit. And I believe you can get an assassin in the Assassin's Creed Three remaster. Okay. Um, but otherwise, no. Um, there's other like hints that like the events of the movie are canon because like the Templar scientist that's leading the like investigation into Aligar's like, or I'm just gonna say it a different way every time. Um, his memories is the one who employs Layla Hassan. Interesting. So this is semi-canon, at least, if yes. not full. Yeah, canon adjacent. It, just, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I could see, like, if Ezio met Christopher Columbus briefly once, and he may try, like, really tried to convince Ezio that he was like a good guy okay yeah maybe but all this stuff with this this movie and this other you know i don't know it's just hard for me to believe right and like it's the only time that i was mad that a templar didn't succeed in killing someone that's really significant um and part of that is my own historical whatever about columbus and maybe he did start maybe in the assassin's creed universe he did start out with good intentions and the apple of eden corrupted him well i think this is the the failing of a video game like assassin's creed and i love assassin's creed don't get me wrong but when you make a video game based on historical narrative in our world and then you deep from that 
with a person as renowned, as infamous as Christopher Columbus, when you change his narrative and don't follow through about the rest of his life, it, it makes it really difficult to follow. And I think that's what's happening here because it feels like they've almost changed his entire character. Like he's a different person than he was in real life. So in that case, like, did he go to the new world and like not colonize? Did he just sail? Did he die? You know, sailing across the sea? Like what happens to him? Do we know? Right. Right. And I think that this is like, we like to believe that the assassins are on the right side of history because they're the point of view in which we play. Um, but I think that this story forces us to acknowledge that the assassins are led also by humans who are corruptible and that there needs to be some kind of vetting process because these flawed people are deciding who are the important people to kill. Like Ezio sparing Torquemada results in the death and oppression and torture of thousands of individuals. And and you can even argue that that this guy Torquemada not dying allows Christopher Columbus to do all the things that he did too, which is millions of people. Right, and like Ezio, Ezio, this is kind of a flaw of Ezio's a little bit is that he, in his older age, he'd rather not resort to death, and like he doesn't want to see like he doesn't want to kill necessarily he wants to like defeat like he spares Rodrigo Borgia and that ends up coming to bite the assassins in the butt um because his son is a million times worse than the father and that just kind of just shows that like I go back to the quote from Altair where he says like education is sometimes not enough and he talks about walking to the slave market and watching the suffering and he says at that point i'm not thinking about the intellectual argument or anything like that all i'm thinking is about how these men need to die and i think that that's a a core tenet to the assassin's creed that is it it seems cold it seems heartless but it takes a understanding of wisdom to know that not all men and women people can be reasoned with. And to quote Alfred from Batman, some men just want to watch the world burn. Right. And, and some people don't want to change. Some people don't want to have their eyes open. Some people don't want to be educated and it's futile to try to educate and enlighten people who don't want to be. Yeah. And I think that everyone has the capacity and the ability to change, but not everyone can take the steps necessary to do it. Right. Not everybody has the willingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's very profound. And I think that this kind of shows that. And I think that like later on, the assassins do kind of learn that because like Connor Kenway kind of hesitates a little bit, but he is relentless in if you're a Templar, you're dead. Mm. His only hesitation is for his own father, which I think is understand understandable. But he just he understands that some men will cause pain in the world and it's better to remove them from it. Mm-hmm. And that's the understanding of morality from the Assassin's Creed universe. I don't 
that's not really a one for one for morality and how we live in the world right now. But right. But yeah, that's the Spanish Inquisition, which is a dark point in history. Yeah, it it very much is a very dark point in our history and also, I think, in Assassin's Creed universe, too. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have anything more to add? Um, Nope, just that we'll continue this uh, series for a little bit more. We got a couple more big conflicts. There'll probably be one episode at the end where we combine a lot of little conflicts that I think are significant, but we just don't have enough information about them. Sure. and we'll throw in some character deep dives in there and all that. And it'll be fun. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at Assassin's Creed Lorecast, or you could talk to us on Discord in the Robots Radio Discord or our personal Discord server. Both links found in this episode's descriptions. Thank you for listening, and always stay to the shadows to serve the light, Assassins. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3CountThoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell.